loyal listeners and welcome to the mostly normal gamer podcast Woo! episode number 98 oh i wooed early don't i know you wooed right on time aj <laughs> i feel like because it's early in the morning on cinco de mayo oh it is cinco de mayo we should have a laid back attitude all right Woo! i did it again i'm one of your hosts Chris, the salty sternum sternum. You can find me at VG Occasion. The salty sternum is my personal Twitter. <laughs> Please don't follow it. I don't use it. Today we're going to be talking about all of the video game state secrets that are being leaked out of the Epic versus Apple <laughs> lawsuit that's going on this week because uh, they're in court. As you heard earlier, I'm joined by AJID. AJ, what's going on on this fine, fine Wednesday morning? I'm doing pretty well. I've had like a cup and a half of coffee, so I'm ready to go. I too am caffeinated, although not as much as I usually would, because I'm going to go get iced coffee because I took the day off today. That sounds delicious. I've actually put ice in my cup because I wanted to be able to drink the coffee right away. Oh, an an ancient technique. (laughs) But it's not actually a nice coffee. It's just like a lukewarm coffee. Do you ever take your like end of the day extra coffee from the coffee pot and freeze it in the freezer in an ice cube tray to make coffee ice cubes? No, I've seen the life hack like on the internet at some point in my life, but I have never done that. We have just like made like a carafe of, what do you call it? Like a French press and then put it in the fridge and then had iced coffee the next day, Mm. but never frozen it. That's a good idea though. I want to do that because yeah, my coffee is a little bit diluted. I don't know if I need the extra caffeine in my life, but I also (laughs) like, I just like coffee so much that I've I've given myself a caffeine problem recently. The little bit of ice in your coffee is the only reason that you've survived till this point. It's my only source of (laughs) non-caffeinated water. It's the only thing actually hydrating me. Um, We're going to jump into the lowdown. If you want to be a part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. If you don't tweet, you can send an old-fashioned email to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. That's our website. Please go check it out and sign up for Mostly Normal Monthly, our monthly newsletter there. And you can also check that out at mngamers.substack.com, which is where you can find all of our previous series of articles i believe this coming monday is the deadline for the may issue so we will be putting that out on monday morning if you want to sign up you still have time do it it's wondrous best thing you'll ever read we also have a brand new feature for the show oh yeah google voice voicemail Uh, this is my favorite feature that phone number is 507-291-2991. 507-291-2991. Uh, you can submit your voice asking us a question or answering a question or telling us about the latest game you've been enjoying. Um, I'd love to have like people submit their own reviews of games that they've been playing or like drop some suggestions in that voicemail for us to share with the rest of the audience. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool feature that we want to use more on the show. Uh, and we also have a new Discord. Um, I'm not sure how public that is yet, but 
hit hit the podcast Twitter up in its DMs, uh, and we can figure out how to get people into that. For um, sure. Let's jump into what we've been playing. AJ, I'm seeing that maybe you're out in the desert of new game fatigue. Uh, and uh, Yeah, I put that in there because I didn't really know what, what to call it. Maybe I should almost call it next-gen fatigue, but then there's also another problem where there's not really enough next-gen games that I'm interested in. I guess what I meant by this, which is going to be hypocritical, because like the next game I'm going to talk about is like a brand new game. <laughs> but <laughs> everything course. that I've been kind of playing lately that's brand new, like like Outriders, um, I don't know, even Demon Souls, which I guess isn't brand new, but it's a next-gen title. And like all of the, the, the quote-unquote newer games I have just like aren't doing it for me right now. Um, you know? You're, you're hitting the slump. It's not even a slump. Like I have all these things to play. They're just like not grabbing me for whatever reason. So I found myself playing yesterday, like six hours of Skyrim. <laughs> um, That's like awesome. Con- yeah. Just continuing an old gameplay or an old save, which is like riding a bike. Like you can just pick that game up. The only thing that's hard to, for me, and I guess I could just switch these. I should do that. Uh, the sprint is like the L1 and the sneak is clicking down on the, the stick. So I find myself like trying to run during combat and then I like end up sneaking. So I'm like going even slower when I'm trying to run away. Uh, so I should try to figure out a different way to map those, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it, like just going through quest after quest after quest, and it's it's like the special edition, so it has all of the DLCs and stuff included, like at the start. Oh, cool! So it's it's yeah, cool, but also kind of overwhelming. Like my quest list is ridiculously long, and there some of the things are things that like I never even would have seen before. Like when the game when I was originally playing the game on three sixty. Like, I beat the whole game, and then that Dawn Guard came out, like, months and months later. So, it's kind of weird having, like, somebody come up when I'm, like, level 10 and be like, come join the Dawn Guard and fight vampires. And I'm like, You're, isn't that, like, an endgame thing? <laughs> like, I guess not. It's just part of the story now, which is actually really cool. Um, oh, it's awesome how they, like, integrate that into just the regular pace of the game. Yeah, and I totally, like, found some vampires and like a cave that I went into and stuff. And I don't know if one bit me or not, but people keep telling me that I like, don't look well, but I think it's because I I think it's because I never sleep though. Like they're like, you don't look so well. And I'm like, Oh, I probably haven't slept for days. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. In all my time playing Skyrim and watching people play Skyrim. Cause I like played that whole game, but then I had a roommate in college when it first came out who literally did every side quest on my xbox he mm-hmm. just like had his own save and played through like the whole thing yeah um <laughs> i don't remember anyone commenting on like oh you haven't gotten any sleep um but also like why would that stand out yeah but they keep saying it to me so i don't know why and i'm not i don't think i'm like poisoned or anything because my life doesn't go down I don't know, but I think it's because I'm not sleeping. Honestly, I sh- I could Google it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm j- I'm still like rocking my my mage. I'm I'm like a level 14 character, and my destruction magic is already like 44 or something like that. Nice. So I'm pretty much like only using fire, unless I like run out of magicka and like have to like 
use like some emergency thing. But that emergency bonk often. on the head. Yeah, emergency mace. <laughs> <laughs> I love how flexible that game is. Where like, I just remember being so excited when Oblivion was coming out about that. I was reading EGM in class in high school to mm-hmm. date myself. And the 360, like the first big Xbox 360 game was coming out and it was Oblivion. And they were like, yeah, like every time in order to level up your sword, you have to like use your sword and you have to level up magic by using magic. And I just thought that was the smartest goddamn idea. Yeah, because you like you learn things by doing them. I'll never forget in that game, uh, you had to level up your jump. And I didn't really realize that until way later. So like everywhere I went, I just jumped jump jump like i just jumped yeah. around yes i everywhere. did the same thing <laughs> and i think eventually you could get like a really good jump so it was it was pretty cool they don't have i had a because f- I've, I've tried jumping everywhere it doesn't seem to make a difference i had a friend in order to max out his stealth level who took a rubber band and oh, like yeah. found this place where you could walk infinitely behind a person in stealth and just I did that in a rubber band on it and left it overnight yeah, that's such a genius, I mean, cheater move, but whatever. That's half a game. I, I did something similar when I got like really, really dangerously into breeding Pokemon for the first time in Pokemon um, X on the, the 3DS. Yeah. And so they had like that weird slide pad on the 3DS. Like, do you, you've been playing some 3DS in the, recently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, they have the weird circle pad, right? Yeah. And so there's a place in the map of that game where you go to like their version of the Eiffel Tower and you can just walk (laughs) in an infinite loop if you hold left. Mm. And so what they have you do, the the gamer life hack is shove a penny and wedge it so that it's just pushing your control stick to the left permanently. And I could just like set my... (laughs) 3ds down and watch like hours of netflix and then every so often just mash the a button (laughs) it's delightful i love things like that it reminds me of like turbo buttons on like custom or on like the third party controllers and Mm. stuff yeah i never really liked those when i was a kid i was like i don't want to use this this non proprietary controller for whatever reason i guess young me was was a purist I felt like they broke more easily. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, but I did have like such a good time toying around with the turbo button on a PlayStation. Maybe 1 that's controller. why, because whenever you go to like the friend's house, you always get the broken controller, and it's always like one of those. So that maybe that's why I have like that per- perception <laughs> of them. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so other than kind of shaking off the new game fatigue with Skyrim. Um, which trust me, I fully respect. Um, have a, you been checking out any other stuff? Yeah, it's actually so much. Fun. I, I want to mention one more thing about Skyrim quick because oh yeah, when I very first started playing it, I like totally could notice like the frames and stuff. But after like getting, I guess my sea legs, like I don't know, a few hours in, like I don't even notice it anymore. So it's almost like my eyes like got trained. So it, it looks like it looks like amazing to me now. Because mm. I originally played it on 360, so every time I'm like, "Wow, this game looks awesome!" <laughs> yeah, is are you playing? Um, what are what are you playing it on? If you originally played it on 360, well, I'm, it's on on everything, right? Yeah, I'm playing it on PS. It's the PS4 special edition, 
but I'm actually playing it on a PlayStation 5. And I have it saved on the console, not the USB. So I think that makes it load a little bit faster. Oh, cool. So, like, the fast travel is actually fast, which is pretty sweet. Because, like, even, like, back in the day, I would, like, not want to tra- fast travel. I'd have to, like, decide what's faster, like, this loading screen or fast travel. <laughs> but now I'm just, like, zoop, fast travel over. Of course. Awesome. Yep. And then, like you uh, were alluding to just a minute ago, I've been playing Pokemon Snap, which is just came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, you mean new Pokemon Oh, Snap. yeah, that's right. I should have put that in there. That's right. <laughs> new, new Pokemon Snap, which is an important distinction to make. It is a huge difference. Yeah. It's like a 20-plus year gap. Um, let me ask you something quick. Did you play the original Pokemon Snap? I My memory of the original Pokemon Snap is like renting it from okay. Blockbuster and mostly watching my friend play it because he like knew the routes and i just got very frustrated with it what do you mean the routes by that because like was it is it the same way all right well let me talk let me let me get into this a little bit yeah like pokemon snap is dope um i'm having a lot of fun with it this is the i never really played pokemon snap i like saw my friend's sister playing it like one time when Mm -hmm. we were like waiting our turn for the the n64 and so this is my first experience, like true experience with it. And I didn't realize, like, I thought that you would like walk around in like a 3D environment and then like see a Pokemon and like get it, like hide in a bush and then take the picture of it, which would be way <laughs> cooler. But it's not that you like ride in this thing. It's called the Neo one and it just like doesn't stop. So is that what you meant by like the route? In yeah. The yeah. One? It, okay. Or it was also whatever? kind of like an on rails photography game. Uh, where you're basically like strapped into a roller coaster cart. Um, it reminds me of like the Jungle Cruise at Disney. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Um, um, and then you just snap pictures. You kind of observe the natural environment of these Pokemon, like popping out of volcanoes and stuff. And instead uh-huh. of throwing a Pokeball, you take a pic. Okay, yeah. So that's basically this, what exactly what this is like. It's like a nonstop moving vehicle, and that's what like makes the game fun for me at least because. Otherwise, I guess you could just like hit, I don't know, hit the brakes and then stop it so that you could like make sure to line up your shot right and stuff. But this kind of like puts pressure on you to be looking at the right place at the right time in order to get the right snap, you know? Yeah, it it makes it like the good stress of like, oh my God, I'm going to miss it. I like have to get yeah. this picture set up and it adds it, the challenge. I exactly. Bet. Or like you'll turn around to the left and see like, you just missed a Pokemon like on a bush because you were looking right instead of left. And you're like, oh, I got to go through here again and get that shot. So it's like it gives you that cookie crumb for next time, too. So I guess long story short, I'm having a blast with it. I've had some really cool Pokemon shots. Uh, I think my favorite so far is Scorebunny to take photos of because he has like a ton of personality and he like I don't know it, I guess. I don't know if it's a male or female. It tells you like above them. So score bunny like runs off and does all these like crazy loops and stuff like that. Like he'll like, or score bunny will like jump and do like this cool fire thing. And then like just run off and like almost sounds like laughter as he goes. So mm-hmm. I like score bunny a lot. Uh, also what's hey, the just cat? quick thing. Um, yeah. You are 87.5% of the time. You're probably right calling Scorbunny a him because most starter Pokemon, 
when you're hatching eggs, uh, I believe it's seven out of eight of them will be boys. Oh, okay. fun fact. Interesting. So a female <laughs> score bunny is actually super rare. Well, more more rare, and therefore makes it harder to breed those starters. Oh, bastards! <laughs> uh, I see what they did there. <laughs> um. So yeah, I what's the purple cat? Oh, um, the purple cat, like the purple panther. Yeah, but like the little kid one. Uh, no, it's like a pretty panthery looking cat. I'm. There's so many purple cat Pokemon. <laughs> I just googled it because my 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 uh, depth of knowledge it's like shallows out super fast. Um, Same. I only know the original 150, and after that, I'm at a loss. These are all new to me. Oh my god! None of so I Google searched purple cat Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> and all of the <laughs> none of them are just okay. So it's probably the evolved version of Purloin. Oh yeah, it's for sure this one. Um, which what is your name? They show me the photo, but not the name. Leap Leopard. Yes, it's a leopard that leaps. I like that one a lot because it does really cute things. Like I have one of it curled up, like I, it was sleeping, and I like threw a fruit at it, and it hit the it hit it, and it just opened its <laughs> eyes and didn't move. I was like, this is great. That's a pretty good photo. <laughs> I'm on the Bulbapedia, or sorry. Oh yeah, Bulbapedia's um, entry for Leopard. And the Pokemon category that they have for it is Cruel Pokemon. What? It looks so nice. But I guess it did have a pretty evil eye when I hit it with the fruit. <laughs> it's unbelievable to me. It's Pokemon's so funny. I yeah. uh, I have to spend more time on Bulbapedia. <laughs> to brush up on my Pokemon name recollection abilities. The fruit is a the fruit is actually the ability of the camera, which is another thing that makes the game fun. Like the camera has all the these cool abilities that you eventually unlock. Like one of them is like a glow orb, so you can like throw the glow orb, and, and you only unlock these after you reach like certain levels in certain regions. So you can't use them like everywhere, uh, at least right away. Um, but you just like throw the glow orb at the Pokemon and it makes the Pokemon like glow all sparkly and pretty. It's pretty cool. And then you can play a song. So like some of the Pokemon will like dance to the music. I actually haven't found oh, one cool. Pokemon. Yeah. It's called like a melody. Uh, I actually haven't found a single Pokemon to really dance to it yet, but I will. <laughs> I wonder if there's like, I I love things like that where it's like, seven or eight out of ten times it's not going to do anything but then you get it to work and it's like oh cool yeah i've already had a couple of those moments and i'm like oh damn i better get the snap <laughs> like don't miss that one <laughs> awesome i'm yeah. glad you're digging that game i just like know for me like it's not not the kind of game i want to spend my time playing but i'm glad people are digging it i'm glad you're digging it I think it's part of my new game fatigue, which is why I'm liking it, even though it's a new game. It's doesn't play like a new game. Because mm -hmm. it it's like comfort it's, food. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not like constant sweaty battling, like something like Outriders would be, or super complicated builds, like you know Monster Hunter Rise. It's like go take a picture of the animal. <laughs> if you want, you can throw fruit at it.
you you're just in need of like the chill vibes only (laughs) section of the game's story (laughs) at least this week yeah uh that's delightful Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i've been playing pretty much that's for the most part it how about yourself well, I, I know it's been, I think I had an, an off week uh, from the podcast, so I, I have like a whole litter box full of games. I don't know why I chose that visual. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely leaving that in, though. <laughs> I'm stuck in this, like... It's because we've been talking about Leopard. Oh, the, yeah. The kitty, the cute cat. Or the whatever. kitty litter box. Leopard's leaving some turds in my litter box. Um <laughs> But um, I, other than like this constant, constant grind that I'm in, in Final Fantasy 14 and Hearthstone and wait, let me stop you there quick, because I almost played this game the other day, but I don't have the subscription. And I thought was thinking to myself, I wonder if Chris feels obligated to play this game because he's paying this monthly subscription. Like, do you find yourself being like, I want to play this, but I have to play FF14. I did have that thought a number of times, like where I was like, oh, I have like only X amount of game time recently. I better play Final Fantasy. Because you got to get your money's worth, right? You're paying for it. Yeah. And the other pressure that I've been feeling out of it is my buddies are way ahead of me. Mm -hmm. One of them um, has been putting like full-time job hours into this game like he he logged 40 hours plus in a week in it oh my goodness yeah um and so he's like a hundred hours further than i am and um my other friend uh is done with the main story content Mm -hmm. uh from the original part so he's further ahead than me and so i'm like i swear i'm like in the final story push i think i'm doing like maybe like level 45 quests or something like that but I actually stayed up late last night because I have the day off. I had the day off today, and so I pushed through um, my class quests all the way to the end of the class quest line for the scholar, and I got a official scholar outfit for completing it. And uh, I look like just a big dumb graduating dork, which is <laughs> funny to me. Yeah. And then um, I actually did because I hit level fifty, I can start doing some of the expansion class quests to unlock expansion classes and so i unlocked Mm. and did the first quest for the red mage which is one of the classes that i'm really excited about checking out okay Um, yeah that's super cool but i don't want to just talk about these games that are like ongoing games in my life because i feel like i'll just be repeating myself every week of like yeah i played hearthstone in final fantasy 14 and uh (laughs) yeah pushed uh, an inch further forward in Dark Souls Remastered, and that's it. <laughs> but I actually played a ton of of newer stuff or, or more unique stuff this week. The most exciting of which for me is um, there is a game demo on itch.io, the indie gaming storefront, for a game that has got a Kickstarter going right now called Unbeatable, beat being the operative word, um, because it is a rhythm action game. And I guess uh, from watching the trailer for it on the Kickstarter site, it is going to have like open world story, like go around, help people with quests kind of stuff. But it is a two button rhythm game where you play a anime inspired character. All of the art is like super, super slick anime, like 
design wise and you're this character beat and she is the lead singer of a band the trailer tells me that it's in a world where music is illegal and you're oh, gonna so it's like footloose of music. it is footloose the anime music game <laughs> um which i mean fuck yes <laughs> but um kevin bacon does not make into cameo unfortunately but i guess we don't know that we can't yeah i'm excited for the kevin bacon cameo um this is honestly like uh so so there's like a a demo with like four or five songs with like four or five difficulties per song for you to check out on PC for free. And it's got a really good variety of music types. Um the intro song is kind of like a classic like breakbeat hip hop song with like almost like it's pulling like a sample from like an old-timey like, and you know, like an old timey dude talking, telling you like how to type <laughs> and, um, it, the game starts out like in media res basically, uh, for the demo with you just like starting to the beat of this like hip hop song. And it's like teaching you the tutorial and having you get your bearings, like of this two button rhythm game. And so, um, if you hit the left trigger is what I've been doing on the controller. It has you strike down. And then if you hit the right trigger, it has you jump up and strike up. And there's two uh, note pathways that are populated by like monsters. And so in order to like go to the beat of the music, you go like, oh, there's a monster coming down and I hit it down and I got it perfect because it was right like within a certain distance of my character and then one's coming up and I hit it and you're kind of doing left trigger and right trigger to the beat of the music. And then they kind of like grow the concept out from there of like, now it's coming from both sides at once. Now it's coming where there's a spike in the ground that you have to jump over or dodge under. So you're, instead of hitting it with the beat, like if it's on the ground, you have to actually hit up to jump over it and dodge it. Um, so, cool. so on and so forth. Then there's other things that they're doing to kind of like mix up that sort of simple original formula. Um, so I actually have checked the demo out twice um, and it did that thing that rhythm games do to me um, because I've played so much Guitar Hero that I got like, I got this nasty part of my personality where like if I just start like playing on a medium to hard difficulty right away, I expect myself to do well at rhythm games. And when I don't, I just get super, super upset and like, zone in on it and like will not stop playing until I clear a level. <laughs> and so um, I ended up like playing a bunch of the songs in the demo, the first go through um, and like pushing the difficulty up to like medium and hard and trying it oh out. My gosh. And, um, I'm actually playing it right now and I can't hear what you're saying. I got to stop. <laughs> you started playing the demo or, or listening to the trailer the demo. <laughs> yeah. So it's letting me play it on my PC, like, like easy. So I don't know how to get out of it though. I like am genuinely really excited for this game. Um, it just has like this vibe that I want out of my games. Um, the music like so it starts out with like kind of like a hip hop inspired song, which I think is the one that you were probably just playing through and couldn't hear me over. <laughs> yeah. But then it has like kind of like an electro pop vibe of a song. It's got like a more of like a pop punk song. It's got more of like a, a heavier pop rock song. And so I'm really like intrigued by the variety of the types of music that it's drawing inspiration from. Um, the character designs look super cool. 
and it looks like there's like kind of an open world adventure game to explore and that this is just kind of like what their combat's going to look like. Interesting. Yeah, so that's unbeatable. It's got a Kickstarter. If you uh, search unbeatable game Kickstarter, uh, there's uh, 60 hours left in that Kickstarter on May 5th here. So I think as of the date that this goes up on Friday, I think it'll be the last day of that Kickstarter. But I would love this game to come to Switch eventually. It looks like it's maybe a pretty small team. Um, But I think it would be a perfect Switch game. And I would just like sit with my headphones on and just like... The only thing is like I don't want it on Switch because if it's on Switch and I get triggered, I'm going to like throw my Switch across the room. (laughs) No! (laughs) Which I cannot do. Um, But rhythm games just do that to me. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Switch uh, games with cool music... I see this. I played this demo too. Yeah, so uh, I in the indie showcase from a couple weeks ago, um, one of the games that was highlighted was Aerial Knights Never Yield, uh, which had a demo hit the the store um, on the day of that indie showcase, mm-hmm. and I checked that out like laying in bed on the Switch, um, and so for people who aren't. Uh, familiar with this game it's a runner that is like level based so it's not like an endless runner but it is just a level based runner and then there's four different inputs um, which is uh, each direction on the d-pad does a different move to kind of vault over or dodge under different obstacles Um, i thought the music was okay but Mm -hmm. like not it didn't hit me the way that the music like was an immediate like dopamine rush. Well, and I feel like they in the trailer, they like that was like their main selling point was like the music's going to be amazing. And then it was like, okay, it sounds like video game music. That's pretty decent. Like, I'm sure it takes a lot of talent to make something like that that I don't have. Oh, me either. But yeah, I was like, I I was expecting to be like blown away by by the music because that's what they made it sound like. It def I think so taking a step back, right? So it's a runner game and basically like anytime you screw up and hit an obstacle, it it stops the game and has like, do you give up or do you do you yield or are you gonna keep pushing forward? And then it tells you the number of times that you've like died on the level. Mm-hmm. Um and I just found that really irritating. <laughs> um because it, I when I'm in like a game that's like music focused or like focusing on the music, I want to have the chance to screw up a few times and still keep going and get, and get back on track. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the thing is like, they put it as like a music forward game and really it's just an endless runner with like a kind of cool soundtrack. Right. Or not an endless runner, but, but a runner. And I found like the inputs to be not that, exciting or fun there wasn't a lot of like cool feedback Mm -hmm. i felt like the levels like felt kind of repetitive i don't know it is just a demo by the third level i felt like i was starting to get get into the groove of the controls they have like levels one two and five in the demo um i don't know what did you think overall of aerial knights never yield i had a lot of a lot of a lot of similar feelings but i also thought that like the character movements were pretty sweet. Like when he slides under the things, it looks cool. When he does like the mid dive. Oh like yeah, for sure. Weird scork crew, like corkscrew dive thing. Um, so those, those parts were cool. And 
I guess the art style. I don't. I have no complaints there. That looks pretty cool too. Um, it's like future cyberpunky Detroit, right? Yeah, I but can't. Like, but like simple. It's. I don't know. It's really <laughs> low. I. I think it's kind of like low polygon feeling or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like, exactly. I. I like that it's set in Detroit. Um, in the future, I like the general aesthetic of it, but I think like it loses some readability to me in a, a couple parts. Like I'm like having trouble, like there are parts where it just like makes it so you can't really see your character mm-hmm. um, in a way that I thought was weird. But anyways, um, I feel like the demo was like enough of the game for me to like get my fill and feel like I'm probably not going to want to buy this when it comes out, which is a bummer because it, it looks like um, some, you know, Ariel Knight, the creator of it, was super passionate in that direct, but yeah, he seemed cool. I overall, like it just wasn't like quite hitting the spot for me, but that's why I love game demos. I wish there were still more game demos for stuff so that you can dip your toe in and like, see if it works for you or not. Mm -hmm. I'm sure plenty of other people are going to be like, this music kicks ass. Let's go. The music, I mean, trust me, like by the third level, I was starting to enjoy the music. I think I just was getting frustrated because I, I like, hit obstacles a lot in the first (laughs) level and i was like okay like i get it i get it i'm just like doing one input wrong i get it (laughs) anyways (laughs) do better chris (laughs) yeah definitely Um, do better do you want to touch on any of these game pass games or anything or should we go news yeah i mean we're running a little long so i did get a chance to check out game pass on um both my iphone and on my computer on chrome Oh, that's on, cool. On my desktop. Game Pass on iOS sounds amazing. I was having trouble getting it to go full screen on iOS. I was using the touchscreen controls, which just simulates mm. an entire Xbox controller over your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was playing Slay the Spire and just wanted to like touch and drag the cards. But it was like, no, you have to like touch oh. the D-pad, the <laughs> virtual D-pad and the virtual A buttons. So I was having a hard time with that in my brain. Um, but I was able to play that over my like 5G connection and it's oh. not even like the high-end 5G. Um, That's cool. You know, it's like basic 5G. Um, anyways, I I had a pretty solid experience just like right before recording of checking it out on Chrome on my desktop. But my desktop is like plugged directly into my modem or mm-hmm. my router um from a ethernet cable but overall like i am really impressed with it conceptually because like i jumped into arkham knight batman arkham knight which is a game i have not played since it came out and didn't finish and game pass had my 28 percent completed save uploaded to the cloud and ready to play immediately upon getting the stream started on my computer that's one of the coolest things i've ever heard yeah, so it's like <laughs> I I understand why this is awesome. And I also like I jumped into Injustice 2 for one round and it wasn't like perfectly responsive. Um like there was a little bit of a feeling of like a little bit of lag, but overall it played fine. Um and it let me jump into a game that I don't have on my PC and just plug a controller in and play like a pretty good-looking version of a game with zero setup so that's awesome yeah it was a really positive experience for like the first time checking it out on a wired connection um but yeah let's jump into the news yeah let's do it 
So <laughs> other than the fact that it was May the 4th uh, day with you, May the 4th be with you day. Did you see um, the tweet that I put out from the Mostly Normal thing with the sand pe- people guy? The Ewoks? No. Or, no, it was just the sand, a sand person holding the stick over his head. And I put, <laughs> May the 4th be with you in all caps. And you're just like, <laughs> You should look at it. It's pretty uh, I, I gotta go dig it up. It was like the top gif on the, like when I just searched Star Wars, it was like the top one. I was like, this is not unoriginal, but I can't not use this. I love it. So I feel like that like took over all of the gaming news sites mm-hmm. <laughs> for a stretch. Um, but the big thing in games this week is Epic versus Apple finally entered the courtroom. Yeah. This week. Um, and there's an ongoing Epic versus Apple trial. Uh, it has had wonderful things like the judge asking Tim Sweeney to define what a video game is. Um, Rebecca <laughs> Valentine, uh, Reb Valentine on Twitter had a really great like tweet thread of some of the highlights from her perspective. Um, she's at Duck Valentine on Twitter. I really recommend going and reading through that tweet thread about the trial <laughs> when Sweeney was was taking this stand. Um, but as part of the court documents, for it, um, there has been a lot of kind of leaked tidbits and nuggets about games industry news. Rebecca Valentine over at IGN writes, Epic versus Apple shows the courts were not prepared for the games industry in, industry's obsessive secrecy. Yeah. Sony and at least 10 others are not happy. <laughs> um, so on the second day of the hearing, uh, it's clear that the United States court system was not prepared for the cocktail of a high-profile case centered around an industry that is secretive, often to the point of absurdity, and sure. in the struggles with COVID-19 precautions and a call-in audience of rowdy gamers. And this trial is shaping up to be very interesting indeed. Um, <laughs> things that stood out to me is Wait, hold that... on. Uh, so I'm imagining like an E3 crowd in the courtroom being like, is this an April Fool's joke? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like. Yeah, I um it's it's delightful. It's the the best parts and worst parts of gamer culture crossing over with a very serious yeah, court, like tech court case um about monopoly powers um which is strangely like the perfect Venn diagram of my interests. <laughs> um so some of the it's not who dropped clear who dropped the ball, but the trial as a whole keeps hitting stumbling box because third parties are complaining that their classified documents are being leaked to the public via a public folder where all the exhibits are being submitted for pursual. Um, Over a hundred documents submitted to the folder at the start of the day were deleted without explanation, then mostly slowly reinstated over the course of the rest of the day. One of the biggest drops of confidential information was caught by The Verge, showing that Sony really, really hated the idea of cross-platform play on its <laughs> console. Um, I I just love that it's like the dirty laundry gossip, like catty shit of the games industry um, and the like backroom deals being done with like smoking cigars. Yeah. it's There's things that have been revealed, like how much money Fortnite's been making. Um, which is in the billions of dollars in the first couple of years. Um, the amount of money Epic's been spending just to get exclusives on the Epic Game Store. 
uh, Walmart's attempt at starting a cloud gaming service that uh, was rumored a while ago. And then um, my favorite is uh, some of the plans for costumes for Fortnite coming up. Um, one of which is Samus Aran from Metroid. Um, and then also LeBron James, because of what? course those are the two, <laughs> the two that would make the most sense. Um, that's a great, that's a crazy combination. There's this I'm, one part of, I'm sorry, am I interrupting um, your thought on that? No, no. <laughs> I, I just, I, I know a number of young people who would lose their mind if this rumored Naruto skin made it in, which oh, yeah. they're working on. <laughs> Well, hopefully they get it out there. But there's just so much funny stuff in this trial that, like you had mentioned that thread, but I just want to read this one part. Basically, um, <laughs> there's a piece of evidence submitted by Apple with the tent of questioning Sweeney, and then Epic was like, no, there's confidential information in this. We can't do this. And then Apple says, I'm going to read this verbatim. Apple's lawyer argued back, saying this was the first he'd heard of the issue and that he just wanted to ask questions about Epic Games' business decisions, prompting Epic to respond that they had only just been alerted to this issue, like meaning like they had to make sure the confidential stuff that they have all sealed and stuff, like he could reply to it. And then it says, it was here that the judge, Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers, finally lost her patience. She says, I have received, I don't know what, 10 motions from third parties asking me to seal information. She says, I have not received a request with respect to this document. <laughs> so the, even the judge is like super annoyed with the ridiculousness of the, like the secrecy that you had mentioned earlier. She's like, this is absurd. There's 10 different ones. This, this document's not in it. <laughs> it's, it does just show you like how out of the ordinary the like. <laughs> behind closed doors doors of secrecy in this industry are um please go check out that article by rebecca over at ign um they're doing a really good job covering the court case over there um so give her a a a click uh especially since we i was reading pretty close pretty verbatim from the article i I just was too i'm gonna tweet it out from our twitter right now as well Um, and and go give her a follow at Duck Valentine on on Twitter. She's a really really great reporter. Um, has a lot of good insights and is straight up funny. Um, and is a huge Pokemon fan too. I think so. Go social love. Um, the next crossover event of the season um, is Nike, Sony, and star basketball player paul george um (laughs) dropping some cool looking playstation 5 sneakers um that i've seen going around the twitter feeds um it looked like a couple people in the press had them sent to them and unboxed them and checked them out and tried them on but um this was reported out by chris schoolian over at Video Games Chronicle, who's been doing just a great job of, of getting some early news out about game stuff recently. Um, showing off images of the sneakers, showing off a, a video of the announcement video. Um, I'm wondering, will these kind of presumably limited editions, PlayStation 5 sneakers be easier or harder to get than a PlayStation 5 itself? Ooh harder 
I think. It, the sneaker had technology to kind of like get exclusive release sneakers has been being used to to get those uh, game systems bought up before they like right as they hit the market. So that's been leading to some of the challenges with people getting game systems on mm -hmm. days that they're available too. So it's kind of a funny way to kind of have that crossover. Um, yeah. What do you think of these sneakers? Are you a sneakerhead in general, AJ? I, I am no. not, but I think they look pretty cool. I do. I think if I had like a million dollar a year income, I would probably be a sneakerhead and just like have some sitting around somewhere that look cool. Mm -hmm. But no, I'm not. I have like, I've been wearing the same pairs of, I haven't bought a pair of shoes in probably two and a half years, <laughs> except oh, for yeah. some flip flops that I got when I was in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't rock sneakers as like a fashion thing. I, I just have running shoes, but mm -hmm. um it looks like they got input from designers at Nike as well as Sony or PlayStation, including the PlayStation 5 designer Eugen Morisawa, um, to make the shoes kind of look like the PS5. Um they're white shoes with like black accents and blue accents, the Paul George logo and the PlayStation logo on the tongues of the shoes. They look pretty sleek. I yeah. probably wouldn't wear them um, because I don't have any clothes that would go with them without clashing super hard. You could, I'd wear them like playing indoor volleyball. Oh yeah. But other than that, I don't even know if you're supposed to wear these for actual sports. <laughs> I don't think so. Right. Cause they're too expensive. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're like functional official playstation blog post keep an eye on your local nike website is that, mean you're is that a joke <laughs> yeah that's hilarious <laughs> or download the nike sneakers app um the pg5 playstation 5 colorway drops in select regions starting may 14th 2021 according to this blog post that's strange that it's called colorway when it only has blue white and black yeah i'm wondering if that's like one of their branding things of like oh uh, yeah the colorway sneaker hmm. all right well hey they look really cool uh i'm not gonna try to get them but yeah, it looks like, Somebody's oh, cool. Paul George from the LA Clippers made this blog post. <laughs> He's, it says uh, the blog post on PlayStation blog is uh, has a subhead gaming worlds collide once again in the newest collaboration with one of the NBA's biggest PlayStation fans. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like that he has a sense of humor about the local <laughs> local nike website. yeah that was really funny <laughs> just incredible um shout out to paul george he's younger than me he's like 31 also but he was born six months after me which makes me feel wild yeah um the other sony news that i thought was really interesting um that you came across was an article by andy robinson also over at video games chronicle um, saying that Twitter sleuth Nibel, Nibel, I don't know, I've never like said his name out loud. It's one of those like Twitter handles that I just read. Nibel? Nibel, Nibel? sounds right. Nibel? Because like Nibel would have two Bs. Maybe it's Nibel. Nibel, that sounds right. Um, Nibel, who is also a fantastic Twitter follow, said that Sunset Overdrive was, was 
successfully registered as a trademark from PlayStation's firm, Sony, at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Mm -hmm. Um, As most of us probably know, uh, Sunset Overdrive was the Xbox exclusive game developed by Insomniac when they were still independent, Mm -hmm. um, but now they've been bought by Sony. Um, Insomniac owns the IP for Sunset Overdrive, but the game has still never come to anything other than Xbox and PC. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so when I first found this, I was like, what? Oh my God, absurd. And then I was like, wait a minute, this isn't even news. Sony owns Insomniac, of course. This is exactly what's going to happen. Like, the more and more I thought about it, the less and less surprised I am by this news. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. it's. It, I think it's going to be cool. It sucks for Xbox. There's no way that Sony's not going to make this an exclusive. If they're like going to do a follow-up? Yeah, I think they're going to totally do Sunset Overdrive 2 only on PlayStation 4. Five or whatever if not just for the fact that you know elder scrolls is going to be exclusive to microsoft yeah the <laughs> like, this is the only play they have escalates. is sunset overdrive <laughs> yeah because clearly playstation 5 suffering for exclusives i know but like as far as like re- retribution or something goes mm, yes this is them <laughs> twisting the knife yeah exactly <laughs> um so I- I um I think I technically have this as like a games with gold game or something. Mm-hmm. Um but I tried the demo of it way back when it came out and like it didn't 100% click with me at the time. Um but I've had a, heard a lot of people go back and say like this is like a really solid video game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you ever play Sunset Overdrive? No, I haven't either. I swear it was on Game Pass for a second. It may also be on Game Pass. Cuz I, I swear that's where I saw it, but uh no, I haven't and just like you, I've heard nothing but like good things about it. I heard that it was like certain parts of the traversal was like inspiring to Spider-Man or something, but I don't even know what that would be because I haven't played it. Yeah. I it has like so the, you know, the pitch to me was like what if Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was a shooting game made by Insomniac, which like that's a cool pitch. Um, and so there's like a, a rail grinding mechanic where you're constantly in motion oh. um, running around as this person. There's no skateboard, but it's like you may as well put a skateboard under the. He's wearing soaps. <laughs> yeah. Remember soaps? I, <laughs> I wonder if those I are still do. a thing. <laughs> um, and so you get all of these wacky insomniac guns and shoot weird energy drink powered zombies. Um, but okay. do you think they're going to just release... I mean, there'll there'll be like a whatever, like a HD remaster, 4K yeah. remaster, and then if it does well, a PlayStation Five exclusive follow up. You think? Yeah, I don't think there's any way that 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 just the regular game doesn't come to PlayStation in some form. Mm. Maybe it'd even be like, well, no, they probably won't do that. I was thinking maybe it could be like a PS Plus game, like free for. But I don't know. Yeah. That's not like a system seller. So <laughs> I don't know why they do that. The last little bit um, that I do think is interesting in terms of like this being a little bit newsworthy is um, Sunset Overdrive's director recently rejoined Insomniac after spending time over at Xbox. Um, Perfect Dark's former lead designer left Xbox to rejoin Insomniac. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew Murray recently quit the initiative, citing personal reasons. Um, that was post by Tom Ivan 
on Video Game Chronicles back on February 22nd of this year. Um, so right on. There you have it. Um, the last little bit of news, speaking of people quitting game companies, mm-hmm. um, is over at gamesindustry.biz. Brendan Sinclair writes that The Witcher 3 director leaves CD Projekt. Um, there was an investigation into workface bullying, uh, which reportedly cleared Conrad Tomaskowitz uh, of his bullying allegations in the workplace. Uh, but he has resigned and apologized for, quote, for all the bad blood I have caused. End quote. Yeah, he's pretty upfront with it. There's a quote in Jason Schreier's article on Bloomberg from him, and he says, this is just part of his statement, nonetheless, a lot of people are feeling fear, stress, or discomfort when working with me, he wrote. He apologized to staff, because then he says, for all the bad blood I have caused. So, Fear, trust, and fear, fear mistrust, s- and discomfort fear stress or discomfort okay those aren't things that you want in a workplace no and that's for one crazy that his lawyers let him say this i don't know that part's weird to me but he's also i guess kind of owning up to it but then he quits so it's all like i think he did whatever he's accused of and is leaving because he has to yeah he also was a second director and head of production on 2077 on cyberpunk so definitely like a very high up role at cdpr um and i'm wondering if there will be more fallout and job changes and uh you know the negative news cycle just continues to grind down cd project this year yep it's true have you jumped into the patched version of Cyberpunk on your PS5 at all? No, I actually don't even have it installed on my PS5 right now because it's so big. Mm-hmm. It, take up, it takes up like a twelfth of the space on my PlayStation, if, if not more than that. Yeah, I haven't jumped into the patched version version on PC yet, mostly because when I'm sitting down at my computer, it's been to play Final Fantasy XIV and... and... Mm-hmm grind out those quests to catch up to my friends who are like, yeah, man, you were right. The story content does get really good later on in the game. And I was like, <laughs> God, I got to get there. Um, <laughs> uh, I also, to be fair, I did finish the game on PS5 yeah. before. So like I- I'm literally waiting for the next gen version to be released before I replay it. Cause otherwise and I do not blame you for that. Yeah. Otherwise I'm just seeing the same thing over again in, in the same like a tiny bit better version of it, I guess. I don't know. Just like I'm still waiting for the next gen release of the Witcher three before I play that game for the first time. (laughs) The director has just left. So yeah, but I don't know if he's super hands on. I'm just just trying to be (laughs) stick in the mud. (laughs) It's going to keep getting delayed and I'll never play that game. That'd be so funny if I just never played one of the best games of all time. Okay. What is this breaking news? Oh, um, I was just, you know, at the start of the recording, um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 tweeted, the official account for that tweeted, that that game's going to drop, the remake is going to drop on Switch on June 25th. That's sweet. Talk about a great game to check out on Switch, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah that would um, be perfect for Switch. Did you ever play, I think there was like a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 on the GBA? No, no, I only played them on PlayStation 
I think it reviewed like incredibly well. It's like one of the best reviewed GBA games. That's interesting. Let's go to Metacritic and find out. <laughs> it has a 90 Metacritic score. Dang. From 20 reviews. Uh, it has an 100% from Yahoo. Wow. It got an 80 in GamePro and an 88 in Nintendo Power and 90 in Game Informer. That's amazing. Tony Hawk's Just Pro Skater lighting it up back in the Game Boy days. Goaty. Amazon says shop-related deals. I could go buy one of my favorite games of all time, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, for $41, supposedly. Nice. Go buy it. Anyways. <laughs> um, I think that brings us to our mostly normal question. I think it does, too. Listeners, you can submit a question or an answer to the previous week's question through our Google voicemail number that's brand new at 507-291-2991 or jump in the Discord and give us a question or tweet at us or slide into the DMs. Whatever way you want to get us a question, we love to answer them. Yeah, voicemail is the best though because we can literally get your voice on the pod. We just had someone do it a couple weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. I really liked, enjoyed like hearing the like the question from the voice. Yeah. It gives more contents. You can hear the mood. Are you angry? Are you happy? I want to hear it. So I came up with this question and I'm so angry about it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite oh, TV show theme song? I never DJ? just, uh, I just, I just looked at the question. So I'm under pressure now. Have you had time to think about this? <laughs> I, so the one that like most often pops into my head is the DuckTales original theme song. Oh my God. Um, but <laughs> I mean, you got gems like the Pokemon theme song. I want to oh, be yeah. the very best. That is a like, good one. No one ever was. Um, and uh, I actually really, really love. Um, I think it's not the theme song, but it's the well, the theme song for Adventure Time is is a favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, a lot of these are cartoon theme songs. There's the friends theme song. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be there for you. I don't know if that's um, my favorite, but I recognize it. The, the one that's been a big standout for me right now is uh, my girlfriend and I are watching uh, the OC on HBO and they have <laughs> right on. California, California. Dude, my, um, my only memory of that show was, I was I had to do a group project with this girl for a psychology class in high school and she made me watch OC before we could start our project. Because <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't miss the episode no, was, that was airing. The episode coming out, yeah, at like five thirty or whatever, and I was at her house and we had to watch it before we did our project. I was like, Okay, fine. <laughs> I love it. That show's actually incredibly good, just to put that out there. Um <laughs> granted, I have a very low bar for like high school dramas on tv but like i think this show's genuinely good okay i'm 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 going with ninja turtles oh of course a classic yeah it's so good and then you get to yell turtle in a half shell at the end and that's the best part turtle power oh yeah i forgot about that the turtle in a half shell i guess that's my favorite part turtle power (laughs) turtle power i just i love that these things are like the most like powerful form of earworm that just like lives in your subconscious yeah. for the rest of your life. Um, um, also Simpsons. 
Oh, of course. And The Office. Those are both good. Mm. Actually, I really like the Parks and Recreation theme song, too. Oh, I can't think of that offhand. It's like... I've watched every episode of that. That is a good one. Yeah. That was that was one of my favorite like intro sequences too. I thought that the way that it Oh like... my goodness, I'm forgetting Psych. Have you ever watched Psych? No. Um... Oh my goodness, that is the best theme song. Oh dude, I love that show. I still watch it till this day, like probably multiple times a week. And the theme song changes like for the theme of their episodes sometimes. So cause like all their episodes are based off of like old movies. Oh, so cool. there's like a Fast and the Furious episode and the theme song will be like more Fast and the Furious related and there'll be like a, I don't know, Christmas episode and it'll be like all Christmassy. But it's That's always awesome. the same words. I'm not inclined to resign to maturity is one of my favorite quotes of all time. So, Oh, you just you just unlocked something for me was the Scrubs theme song. Oh, yeah. Scrubs is good. Dude, there's so many. <laughs> uh, it's a very hard good to question. pick a favorite. Good question. I'm going with... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just because I already said it. I'm going to stick with... Here's the thing. I would, like, listen... All of the music in Adventure Time delights me, so I'm going to say the Adventure Time theme song. Okay. Fair enough. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, close second, psych. Okay. That's going to do it for our show today. Everybody, please, please let us know what your favorite TV show theme songs are. Send us a YouTube link to them so we can listen and watch the intros. It would be awesome. Yeah, clearly there's plenty out there. So, AJ, will you let the people, the fine, fine listeners, let, let them know where they can yeah, find you on the internet? I will. You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E on Twitter. I guess you can find me at AJAXE1313 on Twitch. That's pretty much it. I don't do any of the other socials regularly, so if you want to find me, find me there. Nice. You can find me at VGOcasion on Twitter, checking in a couple times a week at this point. Once again, you can contribute to the content if you want. Please send emails to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Follow our Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. Join in for Mostly Normal Monthly, our newsletter at mngamers.substack.com. And please, on the podcast listening service of your choice, leave us a five-star review if you think we're five-star quality. No, do it um, even if you don't. Five stars regardless. Help spread the show around. Help us grow. Help us reach <laughs> new audiences. Uh, and... Go out into the world and evangelize the most low-key podcast of all time to your friends. Do it. That's going to do it for this low-key podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go play some games. Do it. Feliz Cinco de Mayo a todos. Y adios. Bye. Bye.